Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblo Steps in Discussion. Today's guest is the wonderful Ragnar Axelsson, who graciously gave up some of his time to speak to me before he was boarding a boat on a seabound adventure. Uh, due to some technical difficulties, we ended up recording the episode over WhatsApp, um, and that resulted in my voice being slightly echoey, so I recorded the questions I put to Ragnar, but you'll be pleased to know that his, his voice and his answers came over perfectly clear. Um, so before we crack on and discuss Rax's books with him, it would be great if uh, Ragnar, you could give us an introduction to your work. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, my name is Ragnar Axelsson, and uh, I've been photographing in Iceland for all my life, I think. And uh, I started just uh, like four years ago, getting interested in the Arctic and photographing yeah. the cold places because uh, I was like. Everybody, when I went to Africa, I saw, I thought I saw every photographer on the planet. So, <laughs> so I wanted to go to, yeah, the other side of, of it. And I think it's very important to document life in the Arctic. It's difficult. It's, it's, hard, it's a hard life, but it's a beautiful life. I've got two of your books, Faces of the North and your more recent book, Arctic Heroes, which are two of my favourite photo books. Incredible bodies of work and they bring so much expression to each of the image. And every time you turn the page, I'm thinking, what is the story about? Because you show so much emotion in the work that you've done. What inspired you to complete these bodies of work? And I think it's stubbornness. <laughs> because uh, when you go there, uh, it's cold and... You're miserable sometimes, you know, and uh, alone yeah. and in the cold. So it's, uh, it's the most rewarding photograph to be in the bad weather. So I, I continue to go and, and take photographs in when it's storms and, and very cold. So, but it's, uh, I think it's, uh, when I was thinking about it, I think it's important to show the world this kind of light and uh, because the, the all eyes will be on, on the Arctic in coming years because of, uh, what is happening there and life is changing very fast so I, i'm kind of running uh, trying to get as much as i can you know in this yeah because yeah, it's changing so fast yeah it really brings together the atmosphere i've been to iceland and the pharaohs not to the same areas as you but you can really feel the environment these people are working in when you look at your work and you compare the landscape to the individuals who, in some instances, they look really rugged and part of the landscape. I think it's a wonderful combination. It adds a different dimension and adds a lovely story to the work as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, uh, get their story and because uh, those people like uh, hunters and the people living in those little villages don't have really a voice. so. Yeah. I think and they have had an interesting life. So I think uh, uh, sometimes I collect photo books and I love every one of them, more or less. And uh, and sometimes it's uh, I want to know a little bit more about the pictures. So yeah. uh, I just don't know. It's like a family album of a family you don't know anything about. Yeah. So I wanted to, I started writing uh, down everything to show the respect to the people that I photograph and give them a voice in a way at the same time. So I think it's, working together sometimes and adding something to the picture, even though the photograph should always stand for itself. You never know when a photograph becomes uh, like a legendary photograph. If you look at the photo world, like Tom Cullen and Gibson Smith and all those, Mario Mark and the great photographers, they, they did pictures that, uh, you know, live forever. They're like famous paintings in a way and they would get more and more uh, and they changed the world in a way. So 
I think when when uh, in all this uh, media today, there's so many things you you can't open your phone that you see millions of photographs. Yeah. So I think it's important to have uh, yeah a little information about it. So I I felt like I had to add something by writing down how how I was feeling and, and how the pe- people were feeling and they're telling me stories. And I think I had fun doing that. And uh, uh, and thank you for saying that. Uh, I tried to capture. Uh, like motions of people and, and yeah. so, so you feel when you see the pictures at least a little bit of my feelings when I was there and how miserable cold it can be so I tried to show that in yeah I, I think sometimes it doesn't I mean it's, it's how it goes yeah I think it comes across so well in your most recent book Arctic Heroes as well just some of the expressions of the dogs are incredible it holds your attention on the page looking at these images for a period of time oh thank you and it works. Thanks. It works so well. The whole atmosphere and environment I find such a fascinating part of the world. So to be able to enjoy and experience it through your work has been so well captured. I tried to capture them as like, I started to think about them as if they were humans and uh, to to be on their, you know, on their level, go down and then and yeah. try to photograph them. the expression on, on their faces when they're angry, when they're happy and like that. So... Uh, I try to get that, so it adds uh, because you you look at a dog as a dog, and uh, but those, this dog is pretty you know spectacular because when you think about it, I wasn't I feel stupid not realizing it earlier on that this dog really kept them alive. You know, it's it's, it's an, one of the oldest dog breeds in the world. It's like I think the oldest bone was seven thousand years old, something like that. Yeah, but it came actually to Siberia for four thousand four thousand five hundred years ago and kept them alive and. For 1100 years, it has kept the Inuits living in Greenland alive, you know, because they couldn't have hunted and traveled. So it's a remarkable thing, and I, I wanted to give it a little voice. And also, the hunters, of course, and the people are very strong people. So, yeah, I wanted to. This is a little step on the, on the way. We're doing more books about the Arctic, and I'm working on book about the all eight Arctic countries, but it has, you know, slowed it down a bit, a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So I hope to be able to go because there's so much to do. We're, we're photographing live in, in the all eight Arctic countries, and now we, there's so much happening, like uh, the fires, wildfires in Siberia. So that is something that has to be in a book like that, and yeah. we can't go. So I'm like shaking like a leaf, wanting to go. But uh, and I get older, I'm vaccinated, so uh, yeah, and uh, I could go without getting sick, but uh, it's kind of difficult to travel. Yeah. The world has changed dramatically over the past 15 months. Just hearing you talking about doing work in northern countries is very interesting. I really hope you're able to get to these locations because I can only imagine the sort of work you produce in somewhere like Siberia, having seen what you've produced from Iceland, Greenland, the Faroes, etc. It's really interesting to understand your approach. You must have spent so much time, particularly with Faces of the North, talking and getting to know the locals who you're photographing. Yeah, it took time, and and it, it it was it's usually I mean you find good people everywhere, and uh, usually when you meet those people and you start to talk, I never had any problem with anybody being able of being able to photograph when you and and most of the people I I, I try to follow them, you know, afterwards contact them and and then uh, I become friends with them, and so when I come back, I'm I feel always kind of welcome. I I come over and over again. Yeah. Because sometimes it's a long way to the real photograph. Like the old man on the cover of the book, Faces of the North, uh, I went there over and over again till I got that moment. And 
when I got that moment, I, uh, I, you never know when you, Mary Ellen Mark was my mentor and teacher. And she said, uh, when I was taking photographs and I stopped, I thought I had the pictures. She said, don't stop. You never know when you get the photograph. So I followed her advice and had done so. Uh, but when I took that photograph of him with the beard and I, 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 it's on a film on a Leica and I printed it, then I uh, kind of, oh, I'm not going to try to make a better one. I think I'm pleased with this one. So uh, even though I met him many times and I sometimes walked with him to the beats and photographed him, but I wasn't like, it was like uh, you win the Olympics in the Olymp 100 meters run, but then you compete again and you, you, you're satisfied with having won once. So you're not going to win twice and you run slower. That's the thing I did when I, I just wanted to chat with him and I photographed him, but the picture that I took of him was the picture. So it was like, Maybe painting Mona Lisa, you don't want to paint another Mona Lisa or third one. That you already painted the one that stands out. So that was in that moment. This picture was. But usually, I never feel like I got the, the picture. So I'd always try to go over and over again. So. Yes, I think, as you say, you get different reactions every time you go and visit someone. And you will have a different experience and will come away with different photography. Want to see something Absolutely. Every trip is a different experience and produces a different outcome. You get to know people and this really tells us some of the work is wonderful to see as it holds and captivates you as you look through the book. For me, it is also bringing the beautiful landscapes of the countries you have been visiting to the people who are living, working and surviving in some of these incredible environments. Yeah, I think it's important to put the environment and people in the, their environment. Uh, uh, there are so many great landscapes photographers uh, I am not one of them and but I, I feel like photographing the people in in the landscape you know and uh, uh, because I say to my friends that they're great landscape photographers the, the mountains uh, they will be there for 5,000 years but it will be different kind of people so yeah. it's good to have yeah. the people in so it will be historical moments maybe that will live yeah. uh, forever but everybody could copy a mountain a photograph of a mountain but it's a good and a relaxing thing to do, and I, I love those works. And, uh, yeah, it's really... There's great enjoyment, as you say, looking through photo books, taking inspiration and enjoying a whole range of work. A book which draws you in, holds your attention, such as your Arctic Heroes book. And when you say you're not a landscape photographer, there's some incredible photography, and you're combining it with these incredible, beautiful images of the dogs. I'm fascinated at how long you must have spent to get these shots you're not working with humans so you can direct what to do you're working with animals who don't appreciate what you're trying to achieve <laughs> well sometimes it's just you know when you wanna uh, it's easy sometimes to deal with dogs <laughs> <laughs> but it also is, it's fun actually to do it because uh, you can't control anything so just the moments they happen as they happen so you yeah. can't you know taste do this do that it's uh, it's which I have to do anyway, but, uh, but, uh, with the dogs, it was so much fun working with them, you know, <laughs> sometimes it was not, not easy because they would try to bite you, you know, they're, yes. they're very strong and, uh, some of them are nice or kind, some yeah. of them are, uh, you know, and my friend, the hunter told me, was teaching me how to see the bad guys and the, and the good guys. And I always saw the good guys. So I was trapping the bad guys and getting a fight. So <laughs> you never learn. But uh, it's a part of it. It's all part of the experience, which really shows through. And when you came to put the book together, how did you go through the process? They're 
big books in terms of the number of images. It must have been some process to narrow it down to sequence and body of work that you felt worked well. Oh yeah, it, 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 it's it's that's but that's a fun fun part of it too. You have to yeah. throw away pictures that uh, you like very much, actually. But uh, we are three together who formed our own uh, publishing company to do books about the Arctic. So and Einar, yeah, who designs the books, he's a he's a great designer and a great friend, and it's fun to when we are working together. We don't agree yeah. sometimes, but we always come to a conclusion. And sometimes when I I'm, I'm not I'm arguing with him saying, no, oh, I like that one. And then he's, and he's shaking his head. And you see for a week and you get home very angry <laughs> or not angry, but just like, uh, and then you, it takes a week and then, I, oh, he's right. He's usually right. You know, so it's good to see other opinions on your, on your photograph because sometimes you get the feeling when you take a picture that, oh, that's a great one. And uh, because I was so cold, I was freezing. It was, uh, you know, a dog trying to bite me behind me. But, uh, it doesn't show in the picture at all. So the feeling you had when you took it doesn't get to you. Yeah. So the picture sometimes doesn't work. It's just a feeling that you had when you took it. But um, he sees that, all, all that, and he does it beautifully. And I think you could never make a book without um, uh, regrets about something. You always could say, we could have done it better. Even in music, like the Beatles, they, uh, they thought they could have done everything better. I, I think it's a good way to think because it, it always keeps you on the toe on the toes to try to get better photographs and do a better book next time so it's always like your uh, the limit is what you did last time and, and try to make it better yeah i think speaking to a lot of people when i do these podcasts when you have someone looking at your work with a fresh pair of eyes it gives them a different perspective they don't have the emotional connection as an example when you talked about fighting with the dogs so they can give you a different opinion and viewpoint in your work yeah i mean uh, i think when you uh, go to everything you do you have to put yourself into it like yeah, and absolutely and your emotions you know about things it has to be like an honest approach to everything and uh, i was reading a lot uh, and i'm looking uh, I, Photographers like Eugene Smith, uh, Don McCullen, and all the things like Don McCullen is probably one of the greatest uh, on earth ever. And uh, he's such a brave man, and uh, he did it with such a great passion, and it shows in his work. And when I look through his work, I mean, he was photographing war. Uh, but he did it to show the world the horror of war. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I think uh, for photographers, you have to. Uh, show people um, life on earth and, and I, when i started photographing the editor said you have a mirror in your hands and you're supposed to mirror the world not yourself something has happened in photography that if you see there are a lot of photographers or you know on instagram whatever they photographing themselves in front of a waterfall it's not about them. and it's about what they do and the words show us real life you know yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, I'm not saying it's, it shouldn't be done. It's fun watching it, but it's, it it will it won't live. Bodies of work you put together they capture the moments in time beautifully. At some point, these people will not be here, and this is a wonderful memory and collection of what they represent and what they're about. I hope it will uh, live, or you know, in the future we never know. But uh, it's like a song. Some great songs live. Some fade away. <laughs> 
I'm also interested in what your favorite photo books from other photographers are. Oh, oh there are so many. I uh, if, if you, of, uh, three, or, three or four or five uh, books. I would say Donald Colin, uh, uh, Eugene Smith, yeah. W. Eugene Smith, yeah. Mark, and uh, Katie Brisson and Ernst Haas. Ernst Haas was my, was my first, uh, and I would also mention uh, James Nackway and uh, and his books, I think. But my first book was when I got as a kid was two books. It was Scotty Preston and Ernst Haas Creation. So when I saw that, it was like an eye opener. And uh, and usually I was watching something. I was watching old Life Max. So that's where I first got really, really, really interested. In. When I opened it up, I saw I don't know who it was because I lost the magazine. But it was wow. It's it's something. So that was, uh, yeah, I would mention those people and, uh, and all the, like Mary Ellen was a friend of mine and the passion and the drive she had all till the end was enormous. It's so great, great. And all those people, I admire them very much and, uh, and how they have, uh, you know, continued. Yeah. Doing great work. And in terms of your work going forward, you talked about doing larger projects of all over the Arctic regions. Is that something that really interests you? Yeah, I think it's like uh, when I, I was very much like photographing on Greenland in the beginning because that was something uh, spectacular to see. It was like going sometimes back 100 years in time, you know, in yeah. time machine and they were wearing those skin clothes. Uh, and this was, uh, I read all the stories by the, old, uh, the explorers, Wally Herbert and, and those great guys who did that. And uh, so when you uh, you wanted to go there and see it for yourself and feel it and take that photo, but then it was uh, getting larger because of all the talking about uh, the Arctic. So all the Arctic countries around the Arctic Circle that that I think it's a good like a journey. I mean, it's like a journey through all those Arctic countries, seeing life everywhere and landscape, animals, people. You know, so it was it. I hope it will be a very difficult thing to do, but it will be fun to do because it's like, uh, yeah, it's some some places you go to are is like falling into a diamond mine because everything becomes becomes a photograph in there, and the others are like more like usual, uh, like uh, so it's not uh, probably not as interesting sometimes, but I have to try to make everything interesting. So I think it would be, uh, it could be. My last book, maybe I don't know, but uh, I, I want to finish it because uh, I play football and I hate to lose. Sometimes you lose, but uh, you fight to the end. That's the same with this. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one likes to lose at football, regardless. No, no. Well, well you're from Scotland, so uh, we played against Scotland one when I played, and they were tough. <laughs> I can tell you, you were tough. Well, all I can tell is in Scotland we're used to losing. <laughs> No, they're good. No, we're not that good. We're not that good. We've never done well. But, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you back any longer, Rack. I know you've got a boat to go and catch shortly. Um, so I would just like to say thank you very much for taking your time this morning to speak to me. Thank you. I'm sorry for yesterday. and Nice talking to you. Oh, yeah. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you very thank you, much. Sir.